The coalition is facing criticism for refusing to appear on NITV's election special, focusing on indigenous issues ahead of the election. Verger writer Anita Heath won this year's New South Wales Premier's Literary Awards. And the AFL Adelaide Indigenous leader Wayne Melera has outlined the difficulty in repairing his relationship with Tail Walker after the star forward served a racism ban in 2021. The coalition is facing criticism for refusing to appear on NITV's election special focusing on indigenous issues ahead of the election. The other major parties have put up their most senior indigenous representatives for last night's edition of The Point. But despite dozens of requests, the coalition chose not to attend. Political correspondent Sarah Kolar reports for NITV News. The Shadow Minister for Indigenous Australians, Linda Burney, signed up. So too did Lydia Thorpe, the Green Senator and spokesperson for her party on all things Indigenous. But no one from the coalition, which has been in power for almost a decade, was willing to front for the election special on the point. Shadow Minister for Indigenous Australians, Linda Burney, was at the debate. I think it's absolutely pathetic that the coalition didn't see this as important enough to actually get someone to participate in the debate. It means that First Nations coalition policies won't be pushed under the microscope in the election campaign's final days. Also Lydia Thorpe, Victorian Greens senator, came to the debate. It is disappointing. Uh, I think that we need to show accountability and transparency to our people. Um, and given, you know, we have a minister for Indigenous Australians, yeah, it's a bit disappointing that um, he couldn't make it. It was a point that wasn't lost on the program's hosts. JP, there's an elephant in the room. We have an empty chair. Um, we made repeated attempts, constant calls and emails, but nobody from the coalition was available to join us. On the campaign trail in Darwin, Scott Morrison was asked about the absence. Um, why won't anyone from the coalition appear on the National Indigenous Broadcasters election program? We're in Lingiari, it has the highest population of Indigenous Australians. Are these issues not important to you? We're investing $30 million in supporting connectivity, particularly for Indigenous communities right across the country. That's how you close the gap for connectivity for Indigenous Australians. Did someone from your That's government appear on the National Indigenous Broadcasters election program? So no questions will be asked and perhaps more importantly, no answers will be scrutinised. There has been another outbreak of violence in the troubled Northern Territory community of Wode, 250 kilometres southwest of Darwin. The unrest started three months ago and has left dozens of homes damaged and 400 people displaced. Northern Territory police say more than 300 people armed with blunt and edged weapons, were involved in fighting at a community oval on Sunday afternoon. A 26-year-old man suffered non-life-threatening injuries and rocks were thrown at police vehicles. Police use capsicum spray to disperse the crowd. Investigations are continuing. 
Deputy Chief Minister Nicole Manesson told AAP the authorities were monitoring the situation and continued to support the displaced people. According to AAP, Wudea is one of the largest Aboriginal communities in the Northern Territory and home to 22 clans and seven language groups. The community is located in the second most disadvantaged region in Australia, according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics. In your learning resource, 27 years in the making, is set to help preserve one of East Arnhem Land's ancient Aboriginal dialects. The word book will help students on remote Elko Island reconnect with the Galpu language. Guy McLean reports for NITV News. Celebrating a new resource to teach an ancient language, the Galpu word book helping students at Shepherdson College to speak, read and understand one of eight Aboriginal languages used in the school. Richard Gandui is a Galpu elder. He told NITV News how important this book was for the community. It's going to help the Galpu clan to remember they belong to that country, we belong to that uh, clan, Galpu. 14 or 15 different clan here in Arnhem Land. The book launch has realised the vision of late Shepherdson College literacy worker Marilyn Ganyanuru Gurawiwi, who started the project 27 years ago. Yenindurke remembered her mother's hard work and dedication. She had to work longer hours. I told her you should stop working. You should stay home. This is not what I'm doing. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for the generations to come. Shakira Munungur is a proud granddaughter and a teacher herself. She really appreciates the book. I want to say that I'm a very proud granddaughter and as a teacher myself, like, you know, it's so good that we have the resources for the kids. The Galpu Word Book features 1,700 entries, each with a picture and short story in language. One woman's vision now a reality thanks to the dedicated work of her family. Niomba Gandangu is an educator as well. She saw from the start the importance of a resource like this. When I was assistant teacher, I was working here. I used to sit with her, talk about this, uh, this project, the word of Galpu. Do you want your mother language to be as a written in this school? And I said, yeah, that's very good. We need to have that word. We need to have that language spoken here. Keeping language and culture strong for future generations. Veragery writer Anita Hees has been announced as a winner of this year's New South Wales Premier's Literary Awards. Taking out the Indigenous Writers' Prize for her book, Bela Yara Dangalan Gudurei, River of Dreams. And the winner this evening is Anita Heiss for Bela. <laughs> the novel tells the complexity of challenges overcome by mob across the country through the lens of the Viradjuri people. After surviving a devastating flood along the Murubingi River, a love story on the surface, Bela uses language to explore identity community and connection to country in the wake of colonization. In her speech after receiving the prize, Anita Hiss says she was humbled by even being shortlisted. They believed what I believe 
and that it is a story for all Australians and that I want all Australians to understand that wherever you walk on this land there is a first language and it's not English. I stand on the shoulders of my very proud elders and they balance me and I'm grateful. So Yinjimarabu Mandangu. The 2022 Archibald Prize was won by a Dungati artist, Black Douglas. The artist and musician was awarded for his portrait of Viragiri artist Carla Dickens, standing in the water of the devastating Lismore Flats. With his win, Douglas becomes the second Aboriginal artist to claim the Archibald Prize in the competition's 101-year history. He said it's a major historic win. Prime Minister Scott Morrison says he could have been more sensitive at times while leading the country. He made that concession during an interview with Channel 9, in which he also admitted his now infamous I don't hold the horse mate comment over the 2019 bushfires was not helpful. On Sunday, Scott Morrison told the Liberal Party campaign lunch his one focus from the outset of the pandemic was to save the country which is something he says his government has done. Journalist Tracy Grimshaw asked whether that claim was an exaggeration. You don't hold a hose, you weren't in your tinny plucking people off rooftops, you weren't doing 16-hour days in PPE on COVID wards, you didn't get enough vaccines soon enough, you didn't get enough rats so that we could finally have a holiday interstate for Christmas and China is set up based in the Solomons. Do you think maybe you slightly over-egged the part about I saved the country? Well, that's, that's quite a long list you've been able to pull together. But let me say this. We've come through this pandemic better than almost any other advanced country in the world. JobKeeper was save the country. That's specifically what I was referring to. And if you don't think it did, Tracy, well, you can, uh, you can have that argument with the 800,000 people who kept a job as a result of that. A new report warns global warming has reached critical levels in key ecosystems, including the West Antarctic glaciers, eastern Amazonian rainforest and the world's coral systems. Using real-time data, the authors from the Melbourne-based Breakthrough National Centre for Climate Restoration have found between 1.2 and 1.5 degrees Celsius of the global warming has already been reached in these areas and that will accelerate the impacts of runaway climate change. The report calls for urgent action to achieve net zero emissions by 2030. Report co-author Jan Dunlop says the climate impacts are happening faster than the five-year process of review conducted by UN scientists and that bolder political leadership is needed to avoid the worst climate impacts. The bottom line of this is that the threat of climate change has been badly underestimated. And that is what is now starting to emerge, is that because we've not taken action, these threats are now emerging and we are very badly prepared to handle them. So we have to take precautionary action to ensure they don't get away from us. Neither the major parties, the Greens or the Till Independents have a target of net zero emissions by 2030. The coalition has a 26 to 28 percent cut by 2030. Labour has a target of 43 percent. The Till Independents have backed a 60 percent target and the Greens want a 75 percent cut. And to sports now.
in the AFL, Adelaide Indigenous leader Wayne Miller has outlined the difficulty in repairing his relationship with Tail Walker after the star forward served a racism ban in 2021. Miller, who is the crowd's most experienced First Nations player, says Walker's suspension over a racist comment last year was stressful and rebuilding the relationship took time. Walker missed out six games last August over his remark which happened when he was watching a state league game. Miller says he's comfortable having him at the club and Walker has apologized for the incident. And to cycling now, Benyam Girmi has won the 10th stage of the Giro d'Italia, becoming the first black African to win a Grand Tour stage. The 22-year-old from Eritrea has already made history in March when he was the first black African to win Belgian Cobalt Classic. Guillermo says he has no words for his team, adding that the group started the race well and he's grateful for the historic results. From everybody, I mean, they did a super great job and then, yeah, in the end, Pozo was amazing, you know, he just come, he said to me, come in the last 600 meters. Yeah, he did really good, lead out and then amazing. And let's have a look at today's weather. Broome, sunny with the tops of 31. Perth, showers and a storm likely, 22 degrees. Adelaide, possible morning shower and 18 degrees. Melbourne, shower or two and 15 degrees. Hobart, showers easing and 12. Albury, Wodonga, shower or two with the tops of 15. Canberra partly cloudy and 13 degrees, Sydney sunny and 20 degrees, Brisbane today is partly cloudy with 26 degrees, Townsville mostly sunny with the tops of 30, Cairns mostly sunny and 29, Darwin much the same and 34 degrees, Alice Springs today is partly cloudy with the tops of 23 and Torres Strait Islands are sunny with the tops of 30. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.